0: Please take out your chumashim, and you don't especially need a chumash, but nevertheless, even if you take out your Siddur, it's also good enough. But if you take out your chumashim, it's even better. And that is as follows. In the, this week, the coming week, etc., and that is in Parsha Shlach. And even though the Bnei Yaretz royal read already Parsha Shlach, if we have any of Bnei Yaretz Yisrael listening, but whatever the case is, the fact is that the Bnei Royal read already Parsha Shlach, we in Melbourne haven't yet read Parsha Shlach, but we're going to start learning Parsha Shlach today. We started to learn. Mirza to read Parsha Shlach the coming Shabbos. So we're sandwiched in, as mentioned earlier. And actually, we have something very much in common this week with the B'nai royal a friend of ours, of all of ours, brought to my attention this morning. That being that Mergain Tzuzumer, Mergein Zumer. Because last week, Shabbos uh, candle lighting was 449. In the coming weeks, sh- candle lighting is 450. So we're heading towards summer. So we have in common with Eretz Israel. It's summer there and we're heading towards summer, even though we're winter, but we're heading towards summer. All righty, get ready. Get your shorts ready. All good. We're moving on. <clears throat> yeah. So in the end of schlach, we're going to discuss in an Indian tonight, which some of you may have heard the, this discussion earlier and some of may may have participated in this topic and if you remember it that's wonderful and if you don't so it's a wonderful review and we have some additions and some subtractions we gotta move, alrighty so in Parsha Shlach at the end we talk about Mitzvah cities. and we say this daily in our seder, in our Krishna and we read about the Parshas in Parsha Tzitzis and there we talk in the Parsha Tzitzis and I quote who says that's capital Tezvov. I'm reading from the Chumish, capital Tezvov, Posuk Lamit Ches, 15, chapter 15, verse 38. The Torah says, and You should place on the Tzitzis, Hakonov, Psil and I'll translate that for you, for those who would like the translation. That is your arch Khumish. Hashem says, speak to the children of Israel and say to them that they shall make themselves cities on the corners of the garments throughout their generations. And they shall place upon the cities of each corner a thread of turquoise wool. All right, that's the way they translate tzitzis, turquoise. All righty, we'll see why. Now, Rashi tells us as follows, take a look at the Rashi. Rashi says it's, uh, that's the shade of the wool we don't know what that shade that dye is meant to come from so rashi tells us and teaches us that the dye is coming seba it brings the gemara and the and has translated in the art scroll rashi if you don't have one i'll share it with you khailas says rashi turquoise wool seba yorok the greenish dye of the chilozin, greenish Rashi says Yoroik. Okay? So therefore they say greenish and they explain why. According to the Talmud, the Khilazan is a marine creature, and bring the notes, the color of the sea, whose blood is used to make the Thilis die. Now he says all the Thilis is often translated as blue wool. It is rendered turquoise wool here in accordance with Rashi's description, because Rashi says Siva Yoroik. So it's the color of the sea at certain times of the day that it's not dafka. the sky blue, it's sometimes greenish, right? That's turquoise. And that's why actually in certain Madrashim it says, even though the Gemara says, So it seems to be the sapphire stone, it's the sapphire color, etc., etc., it's blue, the sky blue, etc. Nevertheless, there's certain medrashim which say that it's, no, it's doimel asabim. It's doimel le like Rashi brings sometimes. It's not, not much identical to the sky blue. It's like a bit off, etc., etc. So, anyway, that's this uh, turquoise uh, which the art scroll brings to our attention. The fact is that uh, speaking of the chilozin, which has to be from the chilozin, uh, Interestingly, what it says in the in the Chumash, in the Chumash, the there's an Arachaim Hakadosh, which is also found in different midrashim and a different mepharshim, and he says if you take a look at the pasuk, it says as follows: He says there's a word Hashem says you should make tzitzis on the corners of your garment for your generations. And then after the pasuk, after the word it says benosnolat tzitzis akon of The silteles is mentioned after lidayroisam, and the Arachaim Hakadosh asks. Well, it's usually the details of the mitzvah found at the end. So first, the passage should have presented the whole, all the, all the, the whole of the mitzvah, meaning the tzitzis and the tchelis, and then tell us that it should be l'doyrosam for generations. So the Rakhaim says an interesting expression. Some modern Roshim, but he says it as follows: well Menischakem Hashem, Menischakem, Meloshin Chochmetz is Gechochmet. Okay, Menischakem Hashem va'omer koidem koydim tcheles before he mentions the trellis, he says, "Laderesim loymar to tell us, Shahalov the deroy secha the love on the white uh, strands of the tzitzis uh, for generations." abu trellis, <laughs> but the the trellis, the, the blue dye, the turquoise blue, because <laughs> sheeinay when it's not available and chiyuv boy, there's no chiyuv to have it. And as the Gemara says, "Va'agam <laughs> shat trellis enimakib eshalovon v'loy alovon eshat trellis." One is not essential to the other. After <laughs> became the fact is he says, "Halovon hubenimta laderes." <laughs> the love on the white cities we have throughout the generations. Beloi without Hefzig, without any... Yes, uh, it, go continue, it was continuous. the trailers is not continuous. So that is what, what says the Rechaim, I just alluded in relation to the trailers, and we don't have trailers nowadays. Nevertheless, we know very well, and it's very popular. Uh, I'm telling you what's popular. You see it's quite popular, it's become actually stylish. See the guys that are hanging around. Actually, with, it's become a style today. Guys are hanging around with their long tittis shooting all over the place. It looks like it's in style with all the rest of the stuff in style today. Anyway, if you like it, take it. But bchalayim, so they have your tits flying around. Now you also have the fellows flying around with their tits and you see the ones with the trailers. So it's also become quite a style thing. It's an in thing. Call it what you like. The tits are flying all over the place, and it's nice. And take it. Excuse me. I don't. No comment. Next. And the blue citizens, the trails is also all over the place. Okay. Now it's known as we all know that in eighteen eighty-seven there at Zina Rebbe, right? Bob Gershon Hennig Leiner from Poland studied this whole thing, and he it was a big London and a big and He wrote a known Hebrew Sidri Tyrus on, on 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 Kalim and all those big for swearing, and he therefore he, he uh, investigated and, and studied through this whole study of trailers, and he wanted to renew, he claimed. He then traveled to Italy and he then found, uh, he claimed, based on all his uh, investigation, etc., based on the Londis and went through all the Chazals and all the Gemaris and all the Rambams and all the Inyonim and the Medrashim and he claimed that, you know, he figured out more or less what the, the regulations are and he traveled to Italy and he identified in his mind that was the inkfish, I believe, or whatever that whatever it was, uh, check it out, it's all recorded in many different Svarim, and he, that was in 1887. He penned three Svarim from there on three Svarim, whatever, uh, uh, and Enat uh, and which another another safer. Three Svarim he penned in relation to that, discussing it all. Uh, now, uh, that was in the days of Rab Gershon where he wanted to renew, and he actually, not just did he, uh, by 1889. He actually introduced the method, and he pr- produced, he manufactured it, and he, and he, uh, yes, and he, and he had it all done. And they started to implement the word of the and many of his Chassidim followed him, and he sent it off to Eretz Yisrael, and he sent it around. Many accepted it, many didn't, as known in 1913. I'm reading just, a, just a, a, like cut and paste of an appendix in the art scroll Gemara. If you have an art scroll Gemara, Masecht an appendix to Daf Memdalid, where the Gemara discusses there the of Tcheles and in the Beis, Memdalid, uh, 44 and 42, 44 actually, 44a, so there's an appendix there which has like a brief synopsis of the history behind those who wanted to renew the of Tcheles, so they bring all the details about the Radziner. then they bring in 1913, that Tarab Herzog, the chief rabbi, was a big going in the big London. So also he disagreed with uh, what what the Radziner identified the trellis to be, the die, the in other words. And he identified it in a different way, and he proved scientifically that his may be right and the Radziner may be wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they go on to say in this article. <clears throat> Then so in the recent years it's become renewed, there's a new a renewed interest in the trailers. Many people studied it and bring it and do it and wear it, etc. etc. So if you want, like I say, there's a brief synopsis with a lot of references of different books and foreign publications who actually go through it thoroughly. And it's actually a fascinating study and a fascinating read about what's going on, about the history of the renewal of the Trades from the Radzina onwards, when it ended and when it started, etc. Even though for decades, so to speak, for hundreds of years, it wasn't available uh, for the Claudius Royal, nevertheless, Uh, he wanted to renew it and uh, he was successful to a degree, at least to specific circles, definitely for the Radzina. And I saw Rav Zevin say, he says that's the Radzina Chassidim, not to the Breslov Chassidim. That's what Rav Zevin quotes. If that's a fact, I'm unsure, but I believe it is. So now, uh, interestingly, the son of the Radzina Rebbe, uh, uh, ...sends his father's mourning to the Rebbe Rashab to the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe to the Rebbe Moshegaon known as the Rebbe Moshegaon the Rebbe Rashab in Topfra Samach Zayin and the Rebbe, Rebbe Moshegaon writes him back <coughs> that he thanks him very much <coughs> that he honors him with his father's mourning he sent him all of his mourning to Sidri Taras and the on Khailis he says nevertheless he says I it's I appreciate because I wanted to to see and, and invest see his forum and, uh, and 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 explore what he says Nevertheless, he says, for, the, the, for, for his to, to follow, to accept what he wants, that I can't in any way, I cannot accept and agree to him for this plain reason. He says, being that the Alter Rebbe writes on the Kutut this is what the Rebbe Nishma in the Fifth Rebbe writes, who is a direct descendant of the Alter Rebbe, but being that he's a Rebbe of Chabad, so he says, being that the Alter Rebbe writes on the Kutut in the Parsha, in Parsha Shlach, and he identifies the Drush, and he writes there that, <coughs> The being that uh, the, the the he quotes the preetschaim, the words of the Arizal. The Arizal says, "Bizmanazeh." Nowadays, there is no trellis, and actually, the Arizal connected to the korban be'samidgosh. So it's also dealt with and discussed exactly what that is. But and actually, the 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 the, 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 the Razina deals with this Arizal. But the the, the Rebbe Nachman says, "There's nothing to talk about because once the Alter Rebbe quotes this Arizal, that's the end." That's the end statement, that's where it ends, and therefore there's nothing to talk about. And then he also adds that the Samach the, Tzedek in the glosses on that mimer substantiates the statement of the Al Tereb in the name of the Arizal, which seems to say that he actually agrees that it's no way to have it once after the. There's until Bismarck until comes, we don't have the Tchebis. And it, nevertheless, at the end of the letter, and he goes and discusses different issues which the Radzina raises in the Sefer. And the, 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 the Rebbe Rashab reconciles them and he says, then a non issue in relation to Tfilul or whatever. And then he says, the way the Radzina describes the Chilozoin in the Mimer, in the Sefer, Psil Chelas, he says, if I recall correctly, 20 years ago, when I visited Berlin and I was in the aquarium, I saw the aquarium Berlin. I saw a small, a small uh, uh, creature, which uh, it 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 is is secretion, from time to time, of the saliva which is black, which blackened the water around it. And he says it seemed to uh, uh, possibly. He says uh, <clears throat> he says he didn't pay attention because he didn't think that it may identify with the chilazon. But he says the way the, the Razina describes it, he may have seen it in the aquarium in Berlin. He just mentions this to his son. And with that, he ends and he, uh, he says he should have atzloche and over and And after that, just also to mention that the Rebbe Shusayogun Aleinu, the Rebbe Aleinu in 1958 in the Igris Kodesh Echelik Yud in the igres, page 232, Someone inquires also about uh, the Chilozen and the treles, and the Rebbe says it's known, known here. Uh, the issue alza that There was a big tumult about it. Some agreed and some disagreed. And it also, according to halacha, great the greats, greats discussed it when this uh, uh, this uh, novel chidush came out in the from the Aradzina. And he says that, he quotes the Rebbe Rashab did not agree to this novel. Uh, 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 newly invention of the Radzina, In no way did he agree to him. The Rebbe says, even though he doesn't have the letter in his, in front of him, nevertheless, he recalls that the Rebbe Rashab writes that according to the Kabbalah, the end the of the Tchelis will be only when Mashiach will come. And therefore, the Rebbe concludes, we have to follow with the words of the Rebbe Rashab, Onu en Lonu. Ele so let me let you know if you're a Chabad Chosid and you follow with the Rebbe's guidance, you will never wear trailers in your cities, even if it becomes popular and it's in style and it's the in thing and you want to be makar of Eden, but you're not going to influence them to wear Tcheles. You're not going to wear Tcheles soul- worm- until Moshiach Tzitkenu will come. That's for that. Let me also conclude with an interesting statement of uh, uh, what I found, which I saw referenced actually in the sefer from Rabbi Yoshe Ber Soloveitchik from Boston, Rabbi uh, Rav Soloveitchik, where he quotes in his shiurim in the sefer shiurim l'zehar Abba Morizal. That's Chelik Aleph, page two hundred and twenty-eight. So there he quotes. He says it's known what the discussion, the deliberation, my grandfather. And his grandfather was the Beis HaLevi, Rabi Yosheber, the first Rabi Yosheber, between him and the Rebbe of Radzin about cheles and Cities. And the Rebbe Radzin was mechadish and commanded his chassidim to put on their tzitzis, and he tried to prove it in all different ways, that the, the truthfulness of the, of the cheles, but Rabi Yosheber, the first Rabi Yosheber, the Beis HaLevi, argued and said that, uh, he says, all proofs and all analysis are not good enough to prove a thing which is, relates to the misseirah. In other words, if there was no misseirah, right, we have no misseirah, going back for generations, that this is it. In other words, this is the actual khilozin, and this is the way we're meant to prepare, produce the dye, and manufacture the dye, and this is mamashit. So therefore, no svara and no logic, and no analysis can do anything when, if there is no misseirah, if we don't have something from our ancestors about it, and therefore, because it's something new, we can accept it. He says, therefore, he says, that's the way our ancestors did, that's the way they kept and they followed, and that's the way the, the descendants have to follow, so therefore he just approached it from a totally different angle, why it can't be, based on that principle, but although didn't accept it, nevertheless, like I say, take a look at this appendix uh, uh, in the art scroll, Gemara, which he has, like, up-to-date, different interesting stories and articles, which analyzed and discussed it. And like I say, many do follow it. Uh, also, I haven't seen reference, but if you have, or if you know of, a sefer called Divrei Menachem from Rab Menachem Mendel Kasher. Nishailah Setshub is Divrei Menachem Aleph Simon. Gimoli has also a very nice historical background and information on it with a, lot of, a fair bit of lomdus on the singing, And also, even more, a more extensive article in a sefer called Irak Kodesh Bigdosh from Rabbi Yechiel Michal Tukhoshinsky. From Yerushalayim in Chelik Hay, uh, Perik Hay, there he also has a lengthy, extensive discussion about the Chilazan and the Chelazan and the Razina, etc. We're moving on. So, being that Rashi says uh, that the cities are from the Chilazan, so therefore we're not going to discuss the Chilazan per se. And we're not going to discuss the shita of the tcheles at all. We're not going to go there, even though like I say, it's fascinating. We're going to just I'm going to just uh, attempt to present this really, 10 to 9, present to you the, what the Rage Shabr has a very fascinating uh, 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 take on on the 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 source of the chilozah, where it is and what it is, and therefore for the tcheles, and therefore uh, he actually uh, mentions this, even though I haven't found or searched, actually, I haven't searched, to see if he addresses the the Ratziner's shita of the nowadays, if there's or he's dealt with it, or he has been outspoken about it. Uh, Nevertheless, there is a statement in the text, which we will deal with, which, based on his analysis of what he says, as we will talk about it in Mir Tzashan this evening, and we're going to get there any moment, uh, he makes it very clear that it's very problematic to identify the very problematic. Okay. And we're moving on. Now, uh, to uh, realize that Rashi says here that the chilozen is in the tzitzis, and it's referenced, like we say, in, uh, in uh, the in uh, Menachas. Rashi also follows this opinion in Chumash in, in, in relation to the... Because we find that the tcheles is also needed in the mishkan, the And that is right. We find at the beginning of Parshas Truma, the Torah says that you should give the donations. And it says, us v'argoman shoni ashani v'sheish Right, so Scheles is mentioned right in the beginning of Parshat's Tremor what what is meant to be donated for the Mishkan, for the tabernacle. Scheles is mentioned, and also Scheles is mentioned throughout, that they actually donated the Tcheles. We find it throughout Parshas VaYakil that they gave it, gave it for the big day It was needed for the big day It was also needed for the priestly garments. It was also needed for parts of the of the actual uh, tabernacle of the actual Mishkan. And that was for the parochis and the eriyos, etc. Read through Parshas VaYakil, you'll see it's all there. So tchelis is mentioned throughout, and Rashi mentions uschelis. Take a look at the Rashi in Parsha Chof Hey. Pesach Dalit Rashi makes it very clear. Uschelis, as Rashi. He makes it clear two things. Number one, he says that where it says and the chumish by the Big and the Mishkon, also there it has to be dyed with the blood of the Chilozoin. He mentions the Chilozoin like by the tzitzis, And also he says, and also he uses the same green. And here too, the art scroll tells us turquoise, turquoise wool. This is the wool dyed with the blood of chilozen, bitziva yorik. Color is c green, as mentioned in Tzitzis. As Rashi says, Rashi is uh, consistent that whatever wherever we're turned mentions mentioned by the Mishkan and by Tzitzis, it's all of of uh, of of the Chilozen in relation to the Shitas or Rambam. It's questionable because the Rambam, you know, the Rambam elaborates in great length extensively. Describing the tchelas by the tzitzis in Hilchas Tzitzis, Perik Beis. There he goes into the detail that the dye, the color, the shade of the dye, and how we have to ins- manufacture the dye, and when we inspect the dye, and it has to be made l'shma. Many, many guidelines found based on the Gemara and menokhes, men beis, on the Anochas base. And there he tells us clearly that the tzitzis, the chilazon. The dye of the chalice has to be from the chilozen, and he tells us exactly where the chilozen is found. It's found in the Yam It's even though playing the Yam would sound like this. The Dead Sea, but definitely they say that that's just a a, 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 a jargon of the Rambam. Yamamelech, there's nothing found, nothing living in the Dead Sea, so there's no chilozen in the Dead Sea. It means the Mediterranean Sea, and they bring proof from that, from the Rambam's uh, 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 responsa that Rambam himself says that he traveled through the Yamamelech, which basically is clear that it's not the Dead Sea, it's not the Yam Yamidus it is the Mediterranean, which we described as the as the Yamamelech, uh, the Mefarshim say already, even though Rabbi Yankel Emden is from him takes issue with this Rambam and he says there's something very wrong, that he says Yamamelach, But and also I believe the Radallah of David Luria also says there's some kind of mistake there, but others already make it uh, academics and other Israel explain that the Rambam Shita Yamamelach refers to the Mediterranean. We're moving on, whatever the case is, but it's very clear that he tells us the details of the of the from the Khilah and he says it in Hukasis. Nevertheless, when we come to Hilchas Klea Migdosh, and that's where he tells us about the Bigde Kohon, he doesn't talk about the Mishkan because it's not continuous, it's not Lederis. So he doesn't describe the Mishkan or the Halaches of the Mishkan, and the Yireis and the Paroches and all that, and the Klei Mishkan. When he talks about the Bigde Kohon, and the Bigde Kohon, which is continuous, of course, it's negated to the base and Hilchas Klea Migdosh, Periches, Halacha Yud Gibel, he tells us that the Chelas has to be a blue dye, but he doesn't mention anything about the Chilozoin. And the question is, what is the Rambam's opinion? By the big decuner, do we need the chilozin, the blue dye from the chilozin? We can use any blue dye, even though he tells us it has to be there has to be that that sky blue. But he doesn't mention anything about the chilozin. And the Mishnah Lamelech immediately on the spot brings it to our attention that the Rambam detailed it in Hilchas Sitzes. He doesn't say a word about it here, but definitely the Mishnah Lamelech takes it for granted that surely the Rambam's opinion that we need to have uh, the chilozin in the dye of the teiles. Uh, of the Chilozing, we definitely need it uh, by the big de Kohuna, just as we need it by the Tzitzis. And he says, the Rambam doesn't mention it because he relies on what he detailed in Hilchas Tzitzis, being that Sefer Aved comes after Sefer Ava, and he says Hilches comes before uh, Sefer uh, Hilchas Kleh. And so therefore, that's a general rule in the Rambam. At least that's, we, he employs this rule in the Rambam, this principle, where the Rambam details something in extensively, and then later on he talks in detail. He taught, he mentions it again. He doesn't bother detailing the things that the same rules apply. That's his take. But other and that also was the take of Rav David Pardo. fardo and his commentary has David in uh, on the terseft in Menachos Tes Halachavov. He says that's also the Shita Arambam. And I believe he says, uh, if I recall correctly, he says the same thing in the Sefer Minchas uh, sorry, and the Abdullah Abdullah Yosef David Zinsheim, who was the chief rabbi of the Sanhedrin of Napoleon from Paris. Uh, there's a lot spoken about him. We mention him from time to time, quite often actually, even though the Rebo was very dissatisfied with Napoleon and Napoleon's Sanhedrin. But it wasn't up to Rabbi Yosef David Zinsheim to be the Russia Sanhedrin if one reads the history about it. So, therefore, he's okay, I believe. So, his forum are quoted. I reference them. We quote, we learn them. Anyway, whatever the case is, uh, it's all irrelevant. That's just a side line off track, and we got to move because it's getting late. It's already 5 to 9, and being that I'm looking at my technician, and he's going to tell me at 9 o'clock that we have to start the rugged travel, so therefore, we're doing all of this before we start the rugged travel. And 9 o'clock, we're going to start the rugged travel, so we're going to finish at 9.30. I better stop talking about it. Let's just get moving. Okay. So we're done. What, yeah. So uh, and so and, uh, also in the sefer Yad David in the sefer Minchas Ani, which is a sefer Kliolin, so on in the Chelek base in on the section of Lehutsha uh, Lehukshalim Lecha Shamaim, Ella Ella Erbehem Bilvad. On that section of that entry, there he brings these Rambams, and he also t- is of the opinion that the Rambam's opinion is that even though he doesn't mention it in Lehutsha Klayam nevertheless he relies on what he wrote in the Golden But many Achrayim disagree. Like, for instance, the Merkeves Samishna, the Merkava Samishna in Sittis makes it very clear in Peric based that the Rambam, where he says and describes in detail, being of the and that's where he holds, that's where it's needed, but when it comes to the Big de there's no need for having the dye, the blue dye from T'cheles, he can use any other kind of blue dye, as long as it stays and it doesn't fade, etc. So that's his take, and he says, being that the Rambam didn't say it in and HaMigadosh, and he doesn't rely on what he says in the Khitsitis and others want to say, other Akhrain is a whole many, many Akhrain who discuss it. Others say if you read the Khistitsis well with a Rambam, when he starts talking about the dye from the khilahzah and he talks, he mentions a couple of times sitzis, sitsis, sitsis. In other words, even though it's Hilchhitsis, but he makes it clear that even though we have to add blue dye. Wherever Tchelis is mentioned, says the Rambam there, but you should know that the Tchelis of the Tzitzis has to be from the Chilozen. So in Il Tzitzis, he tells you 10 times, a couple of times, that the Tchelis of the, of, the, of the Tzitzis have to be from the Chilazin. So there already he alluded to say that possibly it doesn't apply to the Cheskle Amigdosh. This will be relevant because it seems that the Roger opinion is that to no, know, and he brings up the Roger going, we'll bring a, a Teseft in Mesach the where there's a Teseft in Mesach the Menaches Allah where the Teseft says, has to be dafka from the Chilozen, if it is not from the Chilozen, it's possible. So, interesting, those who say that it's only needed by Tzitzis, say that Toyssef that is talking about Tzitzis, because the fact is, the sugya of Tzitzis is found in Masech even though Menachas is talking about Kotchim, right? Nevertheless, the sugi of Tzitzis is in the So, even though we talk also about uh, other things, and the like, and nevertheless, it applies to Titus. Some want to say so, but nevertheless, the Rogged Shavar understood that flat statement that of the of the of the of the that it applies both to Titus and also to the Mishkan and to the Big Kohuna. All right, we're moving on. Let's go on to another Nikuda, and let me just share with you this because it's going to be again also to the Rogged Shavar, and that is all of this will be negate the Rogged Shavar. Uh, it, it, like I say, it seems to accept that even though he mentions that the Rambam doesn't mention it, even though the Rambam, he says, the Rambam says, but even though the Rambam doesn't say it in Hilchus Klei Amigdush, he says it only in Hilchus Titzis, and it doesn't say in Hilchus Klei Migdash, but then he brings it to where in the it says that you need it. So I believe the Rambam's opinion is that even in, in Klei Migdash, you also need the Chiloz, and it would seem that's his take. Let's move on. There's another thing we find, and that is we find by three different dinim. And that is, in the Chumash by the Klei Migdosh in the Truma, when Hashem speaks that you should donate. Uh, uh, by the way, interesting also, another point, when it says uscheeles, that you have to donate So uh, uh, this, I noticed the Sfas Emes uh, in Mesech the Shabbos of Ayin Daladot base page uh, uh, 74b, claims that uscheeles means that they donated the uh, wool which was dyed already. Now, uh, Rashi actually says the means the semer, the wool which has been dyed with the dam of the chilazon. Alrighty, uh, but the Rav Chaver says that he he brings three points. He says when it says chilas and the Torah, we can understand it in three ways. Chilas can mean the the the, the which was dyed already, blue. Chilas can mean the actual dye, the color, the dye which we need to use to dye the wool. Or it can be an actual chilozoin. So when it says in the turtle of Scheles, he says it, I think, in Parsha's Bayaka, the can mean three things, one of three things. Scheles can be, like I said, the wool dyed, it can be the actual dye, or it can be actually the actual chilozoin itself, even though the seems to say it's talking about, like Rashi says clearly, it's talking about the wool which has died. Uh, also, uh, again, we're talking in Sitzis, in Parsha's Shlach, the Eid were in the desert. If they eat more in the desert, Hashem says to them that you should have the Chilozon, right? And also in the Mishkan, where Hashem says you should have the Scheles, and it has to be from the Chilozon, what he says. So where is there a Chilozon in the desert? What's going on? How is there a Chilozon in the desert? Well, generally, we accept to say that the Chilozon, like the Rambam says in El is a type of fish, right? Okay, like the Rambam says foolish it's dog. The Gemara says it's, it has the shape of the dog. It has the color of the dog. It doesn't say clearly in the Gemara that it is a fish, but the Rambam says it's a fish. It's found in the water. The Gemara says, that it's found in the section of Zvulun. That's the main problem. And it's found in the section of Zvulun. So in Eretz Yisrael, that's the lot of Zvulun. When he got the section, the parcel of land, of Zvulun in his part, there was what? There was the Chilazin the, 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 the was found. Well, therefore, the Radvaz was asked when the Gemara says that they seem to trap the Chilozin, the Gemara says in, in the Sattah Shabbos, that they trap the Chilozin for the needs of the Mishkan. Mishkon. Says, asks, so the Radvaz was asked in Chemik Beis, Sharetzut of Radvaz, Chemik Beis. Uh, Simen, 685, if I recall correctly. Tofresh Pei, eh? So the, the Radvaz was asked, uh, what is the Chilozin doing in the desert? And he, he says an interesting thing. He says, even though it's found in, Africa in the section in Eretz and Eden were in the desert and Eden in the part of, of Zvulun, nevertheless, he says, eh, eh, when the Eden were in the desert, it's also found in the Yamsuf and it was also able to be found in the Yamsuf. He says, at that time in history, it could have been found in the Yamsuf also. And being that it could be found in the Yamsuf and Eden by Mount Tura, meaning when they were commanded, these commandments, they weren't far from the Yamsuf. So Therefore, they traveled to the Yamsuf and they obtained it. Uh, that's the take of the, uh, of the Shadosh uh, HaTshuva's advas Nevertheless, there's an interesting uh, Pnei Yehoi The Pnei Yeshua uh, learns this Gemara the Shabbos Beis, to tell us that when the Gemara says they trapped the, the Chilozen, it doesn't mean to say they literally trapped it, because it just means to say that if we would have need to trap the Chilozen, in other words, we need Chiles and we need the dye from the Chilozen. So therefore, all the Malochos, which we would have needed to implement in the Mishkan even though we didn't actually, because sowing and planting weren't either in the Mishkan, sowing and threshing, because they didn't sow and thresh in the desert. They had the sowing and threshing only where there was inhabited land in the country, right? Not in the desert. So why is it what we say that these Moluchas were in the Mishkan? Where was the sowing and threshing in the Mishkan? There's nothing to sow. We're in desert land. So he says that it means that these are such items which we needed in the Mishkan, which we would have need to sow and plant for them. Where did they even have those items? They brought it out from a shrine. So he says the same applies for the Chilozen, That possibly they brought the dye or the Khilazin from Egypt, so they had it with them, and that's the meaning of a schenis. love had to be in the actual desert. So says the penei That's a whole separate discussion. Let's move on in the meantime. Okay, now going to the Raguachover going. Uh, so just one one point before we go to the Raguachover going. In the donations, what you had to bring, donate. It says they had to bring also this last shoni. So shani. So they translate in the English, in the scroll English, scarlet wool. So scarlet, scarlet wool. Rashi says, so Shoni, shani. Rashi says nothing in so Shoni. shani. means red. That's the way we generally translate it. And so would mean the so Shoni, shani, the red wool, which is coming from the so uh, We'll soon see exactly where it's coming from in a moment. But uh, the fact is that we find shni toilas. We find in the chumash shni toilas. You'll take out your chumash and you'll find it in Parshas Mitzorah. In Parshas Mitzorah, when we have to clean, cleanse the Mitzorah, and do the ritual purity for the Mitzorah, the Torah mentions that we have to have ushni solas. Correct? So you have it. We are in Parshas Vayikra. What happened to my chumash? Excuse me. Here's my chumash right in front of me. Excuse me. So we have it in Parshas Mitzorah, those who are interested. So in Parshas Yudalad in Parshas Mitzorah, in Pasuk Dalad, it says you should bring eight errors, ushnis ushni solas Ushni Rashi says, he doesn't tell us exactly what the Shni is, Here Rashi says, tongue of wool, Tzvua which is dyed with a red, red, fiery red, a sharp red, a bright red. That's Shni and the passage mentions further on again, Ushni Eshni That's in Chumish and We find also by the Porah Adum and Pashas Chukas, in Yutes, there too, HaKadosh Baruch, who says that we need, when we're talking about sprinkling the water, etc., the terror says you should take, the current you should take, You test posuk, uh, vav. Torah says you should take, eight v'ezum, a uh, shni seilas. A uh, se las. There's no Rashi there, but I'll call ponen there too. It says a uh, shni and You hear already that there seemed to be something different. Here it says toilas shoni, and there it says a uh, shni las. Well, anyway, let me just mention to you as follows. The Rambam, and it was clear Migdosh when he talks about the terlas shoni, for the big corner, the Rambam says, and this dye comes from the toilas. Toilas. It seems that it's coming from the worm, from the actual worm. And, and nevertheless, when it comes to Hilchaspara Aduma, and when it comes to Hilkhas Tumas, tzaras, so when Hilchas Tumus the Rambam says as follows that he should have Oshni Toilas. He doesn't mention exact any details. But when it comes to Hilhaspara Aduma, and that is in Hilchus para Aduma Perik. There's a lot of details, and it tells us that you should know that toilas, the shni toilas is, 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 is as follows. Is toilas a worm? Generally we know toilas is a worm. He says you should know there are red berries, and these red berries have in them small gnats, small worms. That's what the Rambam says. So the question is, is the dye coming from the worm, which the worm is in these red berries, or the dye is coming from the berry itself? So there's an interesting discussion. In, uh, in the Shailaz and Noi Yehuda, Erechaim, Tin Simen Gimel, and it's also, uh, this topic is also uh, touched on by the some Seifer, in Shailaz HaTshuves, day, Simen, Reish, Ayim Vov, and that is uh, about the Shnit Halas. Firstly, he talks also about the Tcheles, and that is, he queries, is the Tcheles coming from the Chilaz, is the Chilaz a kosher fish, or it's it a non-kosher fish, and he says, What's the problem? Because we know, it says, the Gemara says, we have to only use kosher items for holy things, right? There has to be from something Torah, only from something kosher, right? So therefore, if that's the case. So the question is, we have to use it for the dye, to dye the different items in the of or, or for the mishkan or for the Big Day Corner, can you use a dye? which is non-kosher, from something from an animal which is not kosher. So he there's a whole discussion in the Nehde Bihu that he wants to say maybe dye is different. As long as the substance, the material itself, is a kosher animal, the hide is from a kosher animal, Nevertheless, the dye, which is only to embellish whatever the color, just for dye. So dye is not a problem with something non-kosher. So he has a whole discussion about the khilaz and there's the chilos in a kosher fish. And he says, according to the Rambam, that it's a fish. It possibly has fins and scales, so it's a kosher fish. But he says, according to the Rashi, he brings a Rashi. We to soon talk about this Rashi in the from Sanhedrin, and also uh, a Rashi in many different places. In Rashi in um, the Rashi in different places. Rashi also says that it's a toilas, it's a worm. It's, 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 it's a creature, a land creature. Now, a land creature can't be ter. And also, Rashi says that it also crawls. It's some kind of creepy crawly. It crawls on the ground. It seems that it's not kosher. So he says, uh, look, it, it will depend on Rashi and the Rambam. According to the Rambam, would we even die would have to be a kosher thing, possibly. But according to the Rashi, even something non-kosher could also be good enough, even though it's just die. Right? Because it's only dye and it's not the actual substance. It's getting light. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, nevertheless, he brings the Rambam further on. Then he goes on to 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 chut, and he says, look, the Rambam says in Hilchas Klei HaMikdush that we have the color, the red dye, coming from the telas, from the worm. So it seems like the dye can be even something unkosher. But then he brings the Rambam in Hilchas Paraduma, where the Rambam says that it's not coming actually from the actual worm. It's coming from these berries, which have worms in them. So it could be according to the Rambam, it's only coming from the berry, which is kosher, and not from the worm, which is in the berry, which is actually the sheet of Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar in the beginning of Parsha Struma, where he says that even, even though we're talking about Taylas and it has worms, nevertheless, the dye is not coming from the worm. And this Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is discussed in many different places, quoted by the Chsam Sefer and Sharaz, the Chubber Simen Lamites, and, uh, Simen Lametes, and uh, also uh, uh, discussed in, uh, in the Sefer Nachal Gudumim. In, in, in extensively in Sefer Nachak from the Chido and Parsha Truma, and uh, like I say, lengthy discussions about this, Rabbi Nachaya, and some want to say that's also the opinion of the Rambam, because the Rambam meant, it's actually a Rashi in Yeshayah capital Aleph in in Tanach Yeshayah where Rashi also says in 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 kashonim kashel if your sins will be red fiery red so Rashi says in you kashonim kashel Yalbinu so Rashi says in Yeshayah chelik Aleph perik Aleph per- per- Rashi says also that these are the gargarim, They're such, so to speak, such uh, such uh, berries which they have worms in them. So again, like I see, so so you want to say someone to interpret that's Rab uh, uh the Sechemid brings in 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 Hanukkah, and dinim in Hanukkah from. Uh, from uh, Rabbi Yosef Sekhar Stern, or Robin Shabal, one of the three big cities in, in Lithuania, Shavel. Uh, he was a great goin', and he wrote, shab someone <inaudible> his commentary, He quotes this Rashi, and also the Rambam, and he, seems to want to, he the rashi, and he seems to want to learn that the dye is not from the actual worm, it's coming only from the berry, like Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar learns. And that's the way the Nehudah, who also wants to learn this, this Rambam. So again, you see there are two ways to learn the Tcheles, is it kosher? Is it non-kosher? Can you use it? There are two ways to learn the 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 the, 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 the shani, the Tala shani. Is it actually the worm, or it's only the berries from the worm? So, like I said, there are two opinions in the in the in, in relation to the shani, the, the, the it would seem, the shita of of the the shita of the Nevi'im Yehuda's son. Excuse me, it's the son, and also the Shita of. That's the Shifta of the son of Tess seems to accept that even though the Rambam says the because he says later on in Paraduman that's coming, that there are berries, and in the berries there are worms. So it's possible according to the Rambam, that it's not coming actually from the worms. So therefore that's a discussion. Can you use for something which is of dye? Can you use something kosher or non-kosher? But well, now the Rabitshavar going is definitely of the opinion that the the net the 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 the, the the chut, the the shoni, is something of, of a living species, and he brings the Talmud Yerushalmi in Mesectikalaim, Perit alech aleph, where in Mesectikalaim it says just like the the shni toilas is ruach hayim, so therefore all the dyes have to come from ruach hayim. So according to many mifarshim, this is referring not just to the to the toilas shoni, this is referring. So surely the toilas shoni is something from something living. So that proves that it's not coming from the berry which has in it it's something living. It's actually coming, the dye, it's coming from the toilas, from the actual worm. That's number one. Number two, that's what the, the Roger quotes this in the Thesis. And it seems that the Roger uh, opinion is also uh, based on this uh, Talmud Yerushalmi that the same goes for the, for the, for the khilozen, That in other, it's, in other words, it applies also to the chilozen, that, it's, it's, it's uh, that it has to be Dafka from the Chilazen from the living being. Actually, Rameer Arik. Rameir Arik from Torma, in his in his glosses, in his Hagois, uh, in, in Tal Torah, and Talmud Yerushalmi, brings this Talmud Yerushalmi to disprove Rabbeinu Bechai. Rabbeinu Bechai says it's coming from the berries, and it's chlor from this Talmud Yerushalmi, that it's labdaf from the berries. It's, it has to be dafka from a roachan, something living, so it's coming from the telas, even though I believe that a rabbi Arieli in a sefer, enayim uh, lamishpat, the Sanhedrin, quotes this Yerushalmi, and he wants to say that it's labdafka mochrech from the Talmud Yerushalmi, but Lemaiser Rabbi Arik says that Rabbi Bahaya is disproven from this Talmud Yerushalmi. So that's the sheet of the Rogatchabur going, that even the, the last Shonis is a living creature, and you'll also see why the Rogatchabra has to live that it's a living creature. Let's go straight to the Ragah going because it's already 10 past the quarter past. And here we go. So I've sent out sheets, right? And the sheets read as follows. Let's go directly to what the Rogatchobra quotes with Safra. The Safra talks in Mitzaira where we mention the Ushni toilas. So it says in Ushni, Yochil Pikis, it says Ushni, it has to be read. So red can be, and the Mephor say, said, what does pikis mean? Pikis means it's a Lashna Gemara which is found. It means rouge, right? Women's makeup. It can be any type of red. So the Gemara says maybe the, the wool which can also be dyed with any type of dye, any type of red. says the Saffro, says the Terus it has to be darker from the worm. Says the Gemara, says the Saffro, says because when the telas, uh, secretion of the telas, or you squeeze it when, you, when it dies, so it has the, the very red blood, and then there's different shades of blood. Some is darker, some is lighter, and some is brighter, right? When you take an insect. So immediately it'll be either very dark or very bright, and then slowly it ends up uh, fading. The color red is not so strong. So that's what the Gemara says. The Braith says, "I would think any shade of the red blood." It says, "So therefore, the first opinion says that has to be the very bright red of the tolas." That's the first opinion in this saffron the Teraskaine. Then it says yehalem ben daavo yamer. Yehalem ben daavo says shani toilas. it means shani shebetolas. Shani shebetolas. And basically the oforum explain because they bring proof from Tanakh that to'ilas itself means red. Tolea would mean red. They bring different psukim from Tanakh. Those who are uh, uh, know Tanakh will find the psukim. I'm not going to quote for you the psukim now, but there are psukim. If you want Daska, I'll quote the psukim for you. It's a pasuk, that let me quote it for you to make you happy. It's a pasuk in Yeshaya Aleph. It says in Yadimu Katoylo. Right? A Mephush a pasuk. Yadimu, it will be red, Katoilo. So we know that pasuk. Then there's a pasuk in Nachum, based on It It says, An Shechayel So it's also red. That's quoted some him. Some so tolea already means red. So what is shni toilas? What does it mean red and red? So he says Shaney, therefore he darshens shni toilas. Shni, don't read as if it's written shni. Which means red. Shni means shiny. Shebetaylas. It doesn't have to be the fiery red. It doesn't have to be the bright red. Even if it's a second. It's a fading red. It's not. So the first opinion says it has to be the bright red. It has to be the bright red. The ones. The second opinion says it's shiny. Shebetaylas. This is the way more or less the Mefarshim learn It's Rav Rab, Shmushan Mishans, the Rash Mishans, the Ravid, and also uh, the Malbim, and also the different other mafarshim, the carbon Aaron. Each one learns more or less the gist of their pirushes more or less. Less the same, like I say, these different Rishayim and also the Achronim, the Karmarn, the Asiru for the Karmarn and his commentary, and. Uh, like I said, also Rabbi Nuhil, one of the Rishonim, they all seem to learn the same, that that's the meaning of Shani Sheputai. last the second stage, Well, some say, the, sh- the second stage of the actual worm, of the blood of the actual worm, the second, the one which is like faded, not the bright red, or it means that even if you had already the dye from the bright red, but if it's sitting around and it was used already for something else, you can use it again. For this, that's the second stage which makes it, it's faded. Okay. So that's the first, uh, this is the, The uh excuse me, that is uh this is what the septa writes. But the Ragatchabar has a very interesting take in interpreting in interpreting this this Shane So even though they all read Shane like we explained it, the Ragat also will read Shane but he has a total different understanding and and analysis of the Shane And here we go. He then brings to our attention the next uh, the next reference. It says there's a the a sechtemenoches. Now it says Zukar Mandel. and that is a known uh, uh, individual who published the Tesefta. It's known as the edition of Zucker mandel. And the only reason that I I copied uh, cut and paste Zucker mandels is because the Barry Lang. Uh, 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 this disc only has Tzucrumandals Tosefta and I Dafka didn't wanna quote the Tzucker ones because it's quite problematic, as you'll soon see in a moment. Yeah, let's read the Tzucker text. So it says as follows en the Thaisefta says it addresses Thailis and it's only kosher, it's from the Chilosin. but if you bring it, if it's not from the chilosin, it's possible. Now listen to the way the text reads here. The text, the way the text reads here, it says Nun with an apostrophe. How do you always read Shinnun with an apostrophe? It means shenema. right? Everybody, anybody who knows how to read a text will read the text that way, correct? Shenemar. And if that's the case, you would read shanamar and you would read as follows. Listen, shanamar toilas. That means You have to bring, the chilozen is the toilas, is a worm, and it's a worm on the mountain, it's a mountain worm, and if you bring it from the chilozin, from uh, uh, anything else, but besides the mountain room, it's warm, it's possible. That's the way you would read this text. Guess what? Because some read this text this way, and this is actually quoted in the gloss of Rabbanachim Kasher and Shalazar Diveri Menachim. So there was a, an, a, a, a professor. A professor he wrote a saver called Kadmani Yesat Talmud. Kadmaini Talmud was written by a professor Dr. Schmuel Kreuze of vice Lachid in Berlin and Vienna. It was published in the 1920s. He wrote a savu Kadmani Sa Talmud. And he quotes this Sucrumandel's text, okay? And after him, in a publication which was published in Yerushalayim in the twenties, in the up to the twenties from between the twenties the and the thirties and the forties. So there was in, in Yerushalayim there was a publication called called Haid. I hate it. Anyway, so there's a Yid there, uh, uh, some of an academic, Hirschberg, and he quotes this professor, Dr. Shmuel Kroes' text of the Talmud Yerushalmi. And with this, he wants to refute the whole thesis of the Radzina Rebbe, because the Radzina Rebbe claimed that it's the inkfish, and it's coming from the water, and it's coming from the sea. And he says, look, that it says it's coming. It's a mountain worm." Well, anyway, let me let you know that Professor Scholl Lieberman already he makes reference to this Tehsefta. There's a Sefer of Scholl Lieberman besides his wrote a Pirish Right on the Tehsefta. So Rav Scholl Lieberman wrote also a Sefer called Tehsefas Rishonim. And it's a fabulous Sefer, an actual of. Rabbi Lazar Duvid those who were in Melbourne remember maybe it was in Sydney too. i don't know Rabbi Duvid Friedman the Rabb Marikh Shalom Tobias Rabbi Duvid told me advised me to buy the tais from for Shalom Lieberman yes he did and after of Lieberman in Sachtmanoch in volume 2 on page 258 he quotes this text he said there's a big major mistake here and it's a severe mistake. He says the way it is published in the Tsukumandal edition, and it says Shin Nun with an apostrophe, you can read it Shanemar. And if you read it Shanemar, you seem to identify the Chilozoin with the mountain worm. He says, forget it. It's so wrong. It really should read Shin Nun Yud. Shin Nun Yud. You get it? It's not Shanemar, Shin Nun with an apostrophe. It was supposed to be a Yud. You get it? And all your standards, take out your standard teseftah, which we have today. It doesn't say shin nun with an apostrophe, it's shin nun yud. In other words, the taiseftah is addressing two things. One thing is addressing the treelas, then it's addressing the shani You get it? It's addressing the dye of the trailas, then it's addressing the dye of the red dye. So the two messages. And in other words, one message is treeless and and heavy um los and and That's one message. Another message is shoni, shni, toilas. What does shni toilas mean? Says it says the has to be from the worm, from the mountains. If he brings it not of the, the mountain, the worm, the worm, not from the mountain, it is possible. That's what it says in the teishefta. Now, what is the meaning of this teishefta in relation? So it's very clear, number one, the Rabbi Trevor quotes this decepter to say that you see clearly that you need... Dafka that died from the chilazon, and then he learned that this tasefta is addressing and relating to the big Dikun and the mishkan. Okay, that's number one. Number two, here we come to a new rule, new halacha that the khilo, that the telshni telas. If telas means a worm, it means it has to be the telas on the mountain. And therefore, the Shem say, we don't find that the Ramam should mention it has to be telah sheba Actually, the earth when the Ramam says, the Rambam says it has to be from the teleah, from the Telas, he says, in other words, uh, PS, it has to be from the toilash abahorim, and there is a I'm finishing, and there is a and there is a quotes this uh, this sefter. So uh, that's and others uh, wonder, and the the rovitchaver also makes point that the Raman doesn't mention the horim. Nevertheless, the 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 the, the nevertheless the Sefta definitely says it has to be shabahorim. Now the rovitchaver, listen to what the rovitchaver says. The rovitchaver when it comes to this uh, toilash abahorim, the rovitchaver says. Where do we know that you need the toilasha b'horim, the worm dafket? It says in the Torah shnisalas, and the Tosefta says it has to be from the mountain. Now, interesting, uh, Rab, uh, Rab Chaskal Abramsky in his commentary on the Tosefta, he says it seems like it's a halacha l'meishimis Sinai. He doesn't know any source for it. He says just like there are many halachas l'meishimis Sinai, it's halacha l'meishimis Sinai has to be shabahorim. Uh, Rabbi the chas de David, uh, Rab, uh, he says that why enough to be dafket from the mountains? He says because the dye comes from the berries, and the berries when they're on. On the mountain so they're much because of the sun so that brings out the brightness of the red he says that's way it has to be from the mountains and he accepts this opinion that it's not actually from the world The the learns Telas means the actual worm and he says it's the actual worm and actually that's where he quotes also the Talmud which we mentioned a moment ago where it says it has to be a Ruach Haim it has to be a living being so it's not the berries it's the actual taylas. but the Ravichavur says what is the to note to say that it has to be actually from the mountains a mountain worm says the Ravichavur he's going to now the Ravichavur is going to put the puzzle together and explain the Safra which we mentioned a moment ago the Shemish a most fascinating Pirush and also the meaning. Why it has to be the Telas from the mountain, and he's going to explain it with the Gemara and Talmud Babu. Let's learn, learn the Gemara together. The Gemara says, This apostate said to Rabami. I'm reading to you fellows say, didn't say, that Hashem will resurrect the dead, the Shach that the dead will be resurrected. He says, How can it be the dust that turned to dust? How can dust be resurrected? Dust is dust. So the Gemara says, Rabami, this uh, is this, uh, this, that, that, that. The Gemara has a lot to say. And in conclusion, the Gemara says, you know what? Um, Rabbi says to this apostle, go up to the mountain, and you'll see that today you'll only see one chilozoin on the mountain. And tomorrow you'll see, after it rains, the whole mountain is full of chilozoins, full of chilozoins. That's what the Gemara says. So what is he basically conveying to him? He says, look. Look what's happening. Let me just exp- uh, excuse me. So he says, look. You see, overnight, hocus pocus. You're saying, how can dust are resurrected? Look, there's no chilzyn. There's one chilozyn today. Tomorrow you'll see the whole mountain full of chilzyns. So you see that if they can be all of a sudden out of the blue, hocus pocus, full of chilzyns, and deaths, the whole mountain is full of chilozyns. So Bemela, that proves to you that things can happen like that overnight. So Hashem could resurrect the dead from the from the from the dust. That's what the Gemara says. Now Rashi says, what are we talking about? Listen to what Rashi says. Rashi says. That we're looking at the Rashi. Look at the page, please. Rashi says What is chilasim? To last, Rashi says it's a worm which comes out of the sea. shana once in seventy years. What I have? Yeah, once in seventy years. That's what the Gemara says. Mefurishem sechtemanoches. That's oyle. Once in seventy years, the Gemara doesn't say it's oil and ayam. Once in seventy years, Rashi adds that it comes out from the sea once in seventy years, but save bedomit chilas, and we die with its blood now Rashi says, Ula Khatila and Khatila you'll only see one Hilozin on the mountain. Uma machur. Furthermore, Rashi, the whole mountain will become full of Khilzanis. So Ras Rashi say, okay, Rashi says it's coming from the from the eggs. They're hatched. They're hatched immediately, the eggs from this uh from the first chilozein, and they're hatched immediately. Vinilamari, my Rebbe says Rashi holds that it comes from the Bates Hilozain. It's the eggs which are hatched overnight. From the first philosopher Alma. So, what do we see from the yesh? We see that Hashem could create something overnight, hocus pocus, chick chuck. Things can happen. So, therefore, you're asking how can be Hashem should resurrect the dead, chick chak, It doesn't take a long period of time. I'll show you things can happen overnight. So, here too, it can happen immediately now. The Yad Rameh takes issue. You notice there's a Yad Rameh. That's Rameh or Halevi Abulafia. He's from Spain, one of the great sages going back 800 years ago approximately. So he says, he brings the Rashi, and then he says, he says, I don't like the pshat of Rashi. Why? Because for many reasons, he says, what's the Chilozine, who is supposed to be in the sea, doing on the mountain, right? What's it doing on the mountain? And then you say, the whole mountain becomes full of Chilozines. Full of he says, and if it's coming from the rain, he says, what's the proof? Maybe the rain, so the, the clouds swallowed up from the sea. The clouds fla- swallowed up from the sea. Those chilzoinis, and that's why it comes down overnight. So he says that's that. And then he says, "What are you saying? It's coming from nowhere. It's maybe coming from the sea, which the clouds swallowed." That's number one. Number two, he says, he says, "What are you proving the apostate from something which happens once in seventy years? Right? Once in seventy years. How can you prove him something which happens once in seventy years?" In other words, and like the actually the Be'er Sheva elaborates, right, What you want to prove to him something, you have to prove to him something which is he's able to identify with. Who says he'll be the lucky one to notice this chilozine walking, crawling up to the mountain? And overnight, he'll see all of them happening. And he says, come, let me show you. It's only happening once in 70 years. So how can we learn that this referring to this chilozine? Therefore, he concludes. The Yadrameh concludes that the chilozine is not talking about the chilozine of the tcheles, it's a total different creature. There's a chilozine which is in the water. That's not discussed, this is not referred to in our Gemara, but the chilozine is talking about a total different chilozine, which is, Taika created, it's a creature, a, a land creature and it's uh, and it's not coming it's coming it's created it comes from the from the dust and the water and from that the apostate was proven but it's not proven from the chiloz which we have the die of the trailers that's also the take of the bear sheba and they say it's all based on the years of the text of the or we have to really go quickly now because we have three minutes left i i hope uh, man she's gonna give me another five minutes okay So uh, the Yad David reconciles this. The Yad David says that the, 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 the reason, and also the Be'er Shavah mentions, why is it so expensive? Look, the whole mountain gets full of chelzeris according to Rashi. So why is it so expensive? So the Yad David says, listen, the reason why it's expensive is only once in 70 years. So even though there's so many. But anyway, that's the issue. So some have issues with the Peter Shwashi. Like I said, these Rishonim, based on the Oroch, it's the Yadra Man, and the Be'er Sheva, based on the Girsa Oroch. I can't now, there's a lot of interesting stuff about the Oroch because it's late, we can't discuss it. The Roget definitely takes Rashi at face value. And Rashi makes it very clear that we have a Chilazin which comes out from the sea and goes up to the mountain. Okay, you get it? And what happens? There's the initial, there's the initial Chilazin, which is coming up from the sea. But then you have loads of chilzainos. Which are coming, which are hatched from the eggs of the initial khilazan. Correct? Good. Okay. And this is actually substantiated very clearly. Where do we find this whole principle? To, to substantiate this the, in Shubis uh, in Shubas uh, in Base Frame, Shall Shibus Base of from our Fraim Zel and Margolius in his in the Shah's Shubus Basafraim Archimchaf, he brings a Mufur where it's and Christ or Hashem. Why are you giving me, you give me seas and he gave all my brethren, the lot, the lot, he got Merit Israel. Me giving seas and water and they got lands, he giving them fields and vines and he giving me mountains and hills. Hashem says, uh, Hashem says, uh, 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 all the nations, all the shemot, come on, they'll all need you. What would I need you for? They're going to need you for the chilazim. Says the Gemara in Masechet Megillah Rashi says exactly that. What happens there? It comes out of the sea. The same thing he says here, and it crawls onto the mountain. Okay. So the Rabbi Shabar going says, and this is all based actually. Excuse me, Rabbi uh, Kiva and also the be Yehudah we mentioned before on Megillah and Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Kiva Eiger brings a Rashi in Masechet Menachos that Mendala Damedalvur. Rashi says it's oil on the It comes out of the ground. It doesn't come from the sea. Well, well. Let me let you know. That even though that's the way they learn, so they seem to find that Rashi is contradicting himself. But uh, the 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 base of Rime himself says Oulim means it's coming from the seabed. So the Rashi definitely says the initial the initial uh, the initial is coming from the sea according to the Rashi Oulim it means from the seabed. Okay, we're moving on. the listen to clearly what the Ruchim says? So the Ruchim is Here we have from this Gemara a very clear thing: we have a which is coming from the water from the sea. Then we have chalzinos, which are hatched on the har, on the mountain. And that's the second stage. There's a one stage, the initial stage. That's the initial Chilozen coming out of the water. Then the stage two, which are hatched from the eggs, which are coming on the mountain. Okay? Says the Roget listen carefully to what he says. Listen carefully to what he says. The reason, he says the Roget the one which is suitable for the Tchiles is only the initial one. Because Rashi keeps on saying the the And from its blood you make the treles. Rashi says the treles is made from that initial chilozen, which is coming out of the yam. From there, you make the trailers. And Rashi actually says this in many other places, in many other Rashis. In the Shas, there's a Rashi of where he says, Olam in also the Rashi Megillah, which we mentioned, and other Rashis, etc., where Rashi says that the one which is Olam in Auret, the one which is Olam in Hayam, that's the one you make the trailers from. That's the one you make the die from. But even though there's so many other Chalzainis, I'm finishing. I'm not finishing. Give me another two minutes. The minute says the Rabbi going as follows. The chabra says that the first Chilazan, which is aylam in ayam, that's why that's the one. That's the one you make the die from. That's the trailers from the which is called the Chilazan, and all other all other is apostle, right? So that's the lotion, and his lotion is in 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 in, in uh, sorry, and he says so. Actually, someone once discussed me with me and he says, you really think the Rav Shavar meant what he's saying? But let me tell you, the Rav Shavar says in his commentary on the Rambam and il and it's now whatever the Rav HaShavah says, Ube'emes, he means it for real. He's for real. And the Rav Shavar says it three times. I found it in the Esforim, it's found in the Seth of Sanhedrin, it's found also in the Rambam and il days, and it's found also in his commentary on the Seft on Pasha's Metzora. So in this commentary, he says, therefore, as follows. He says "What's Kosher? For the chelazin is only the initial chelazin which is noiled min hayam, okay? The other ones, which are it from the heart, that's called, that's toilas. Rashi right? says, what is the chelazin? It's a toilas. It's a worm, right? But it's a worm which comes out from the river, from the sea, onto the mountain. But then there are many chelzonis which are on the mountain. That's the toilas shoni. You know what shoni means? Shiny. There's a shiny toilas. There's a second stage of the worm. And that is the worm of the mountain. Let's go back to the text. Let's go back. Listen to the text. Ushni <speaking in> toilas, <the language> says Rashi, says the to the and back to the Teisefta. Sheini <speaking in> las. <language> so everybody will learn shebi means the second stage, the second uh, 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 rate of blood. In other words, not the shiny blood, but even the faded blood. <speaking in> the Runga says sheini means the second worm. It is the first worm which comes out of the sea. That's not the shnitay The shnitay is the shady shabatay las. If the Taylas is the second chilazon, which is hatched on the mountain, as Rashi says, in and that's the meaning when it says in teisefter that you have to bring tey las You have to bring for shnitay Taylas the worm on the mountain. So the question arose: What kind of mountain and what kind of worm on the mountain? The mountain worm? Yes. It's talking about the Taylasha Bahorin. That is what is hatched from the second from the initial khilosin from the eggs of the initial khilazin. That is the Taylasha Bahorin. That in Rashi says it's a toilas. So basically, what we're saying is, according to the Rogi Chabra, it comes out as follows. That that's why the Rogi Chabra makes it clear. That's why well, the Kach no ain't long knew. The the Rogi Chabra makes a statement and I says possibly he's negating this whole Shita of identifying. The, the, the dye the chelazin nowadays, because we don't know how to differentiate between the initial blood, the dye of the initial chelazin, and the dye of the chelazin on the mountain. They all seem to have, according to the Raghashab, the same dye the babies, right? They're hatched from the initial chelazin. So the initial chelazin, that's the kosher one because it's coming out of the sea, right? It's oil achas shona. That's kosher for the what? For the trailers but the Shni Toilas means sheni Toilas. It's the second worm. It is the second group. It's the kids. It's the descendants from the first one. So even though the color is the same, but because the color is the same, that makes it problematic for us to work out what is the true Chilazin, which is culture, for the Chilas, for the Tzitzes, and the Vesamigdash, and the Bigdikahuna. And the that's why Omnu says the Roket Shavu'olakach, lonnu, ain't machmas We don't know what to do. We can't identify it. We can't see it though we see it happen. We see a bunch of chelzeinus around, but we can't use it because we don't know if it's the from the first or the rest. And that's the meaning of shein It means the second word. That's the meaning of the word on the mountain. Now, not in vain. Ramendel Kasher in his Miluiim in volume 22 to the Torah Shleim, I'm finishing, and also a Yid, an from Rabbi Sheila Kutner, where he, pen, he pens a letter in Tofre Sadiq Dalit in 1934. This was found in the Yeshiva Anniversary Library and has been republished, reprinted in a Sefer Azikorin from Rabbi Avram Shapiro, the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim. It printed in his Sefer Azikorin. So on page 328, they publish a letter from this Yid who was a Rav in, in Kutna. He was a grandchild of Rav Kutna and he writes to the Rav going, going, Go Yankif Shlita. He writes to the Rav Shavar, I saw your commentary on the on and you say that the Telah harim, is like a living, we is a living worm, but it's a living room, worm on the mountain. And what mountain are we talking about? That's the, the descendants, the ones which are hatched from the initial Chilozain. He says, how can you say so? Because the Chilozain the initial in its dye is blue, right? The chut hashani, the shnit and the chilazoni, we know is red. So how can that be according to you? It's the same color. The zibut chelishe kasher chilazoni the other. In other words, he understood that it says in the Torah chilazoni or shnit chilazoni got to be red, and we understand all throughout. Everybody learned it's red, or others say it's orange, whatever. The the Torah shulam America or men brings many different definitions. But to say that if they're hatched from the eggs of the first. It's according to that, it comes out that it's problematic. They seem to have the same color. And it says clearly, it says, So he says, It's so mamish peladic. How can you say such a shot? That's what he asked. Is the Rugged going? The Bible says, the Paralyzer the, 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 say, the same Shayla. And if, I once said this year, I think an individual, I know who he is, I don't want to name him, but I think if the fellow knows he asked me the question at the time. I said to him possibly there are different shades of blue. In other words, the father, right, has the real bright talus, and the other ones that are not. According to the Rugged they're not identifiable. They're very close to each other. You wouldn't be able to identify it. So therefore, according to the rugby, we possibly maybe have to work out exactly what the is if it is uh, hatched from those eggs of the initial one. Uh, is this a kosher animal or not according to Rashi? Because it comes out of the sea that crawls onto the earth, under the ground. But there's a Chubas Marsham in Simin from the Brajan or of Khailikhim He discusses according to the way Rashi identifies it. That it's even though it's a telas, but it's coming out of the sea and then onto the onto the earth, onto the ground, if it's crawling, uh, if it is a kosher animal or not, even though it seems to be a sea creature, but then it comes out onto the onto the ground, so it's questionable. Like I say, there he discusses it, how it is la aloha. He wants to end up saying that the possibly no argument between Rashi and the Rambam. Because it seems that the, what the Rogeshavar is saying, based on Rashi, he wants to say it in the Rambam. Because the Rambam says clearly that the Chilozen is the fish, right, the fish from the water. And that could follow with the Rashi, because Rashi says that it's a fish, something coming out of the water, and they, only the initial one is good for the Chilozen. And that may identify what the Rambam says. And that's why the going says the Pirush Rashi in the Rambam with uh, Hilchah Stutzis. With this, we end up a wonderful night. L'chaim v'la barakha. Yeshekev for coming and yeshekev for having. And thank you very much, Menchi, for organizing this evening. Ah, gotenacht, L'chaim v'la barakha. Gotenacht.